With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who is rapping? Overkeen. Dragons are not overkeen. I'll dice them like a knife, slicing right through an aubergine. My dragon shelf flow is sweeter than a soda stream. You won't believe your eyes. I'm like an overload of dopamine. A broadsword in one hand and a magic spell in the other. I'm the last of the dragonborn. There's no other, my brother, so run for cover. If you've got scales, Welcome to the 13th edition of the Skyrim Addict Podcast Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hello. This is the sixth and final episode of Season 2. We are the show who compares and contrasts Skyrim experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing through the same quests with characters who have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone. Yay. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Yay, Episode 6. <laughs> episode 6, Season 2, coming to an end here. Is everyone ready to kill off your characters? Oh, Andrew, stop saying that. <laughs> they're, they're dead forever. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're no. not. Yes, I ritually. You'll, you'll be continuing with your character, you said, right? You'll be I think so. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to give him a little vacation. I recorded a couple of uh, Sly's farewells, one this morning. Uh, Oh, I'll have to, to watch that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's just they're just like a few minutes long, but uh, but yeah, he he has he has unfinished business. Uh, but he's going to take a little vacation. He and Berlina are going off to uh, uh, the beaches of Black Marsh and uh, uh, have some Out fun in the sun. Fun in the sun of Black Marsh. <laughs> or maybe that was elsewhere. I don't know where it was. Anyway, they're going somewhere. They didn't tell me. <laughs> Somewhere with cats or lizards or something. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. oh. Make fun of the beast races. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I always wish that, uh, you know, they have all the children running around Skyrim. Most of them are Nords, of course, but I always wish that they were, like, have little kittens and baby lizards running around, too. Me, too. I don't know why they chose not to. It doesn't, it never made much sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but. Well, I mean, the dominant race being Nords, I guess that makes a little more sense. But uh, as, as they're not a mod, like a uh, you know a varying children race mod or something like that. Oh, yeah, there's there's Khajiit kids. I don't know about Argonian kids, but uh, yeah, there are there are a few mods to that. Yeah, to that so end. yeah, I, I don't know whether it adds them to the world or whether you can like specifically get that one child. But yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean yeah. that'd be a nice Hearthfire edition there. Yeah, yeah. Or like if you could find like a dragon egg and raise it as your child and it would be like your house pet for a while. Teach it all the shouts, you know. <laughs> Who's my no little foos dragon? Ra- yeah, no foos were dying in the house. That's right. Well, you go outside to do that. Yep. Well, gentlemen, how was your week? It's only been a week since our last recording session. Did everyone have time to finish all their quests and all that? Yeah, lots of Skyrim this week. Yeah, oh, me too. good, good. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. Yeah, I finished uh, up everything. 
I had to cheat a little bit last time. I tried to jump ahead a little bit, but I actually got a little more playing time in today. Um, I had finished all the quests previously, but I did some, you know, ceremonial goodbye type stuff to Hermania uh, uh. Bobna, like just getting stuff and organized and arranged and sh- kind of shut down for the character. And I, you know, I'm not going to kill her off permanently, but uh, you know, it's, it's just getting stuff sort of you know, closed down for her, at least for a while, so we can start up new characters for season three. Yeah, I had I had to nudge uh the the one quest that that, you know, you have well, unearthed. Uh I had to nudge unearthed via the console. I had fulfilled everything but I I just I kept trying to wait and wait and wait for yeah. for the last letter to come and it never came so I just I just bopped that to uh with the console and, and uh got him to Send me the last courier note. What is it? A four-day waiting period or so between letters? I don't even remember how long I, it is. That's what I thought, but I, I, I'm sure I waited more than that, and maybe the yeah. game just doesn't like it when you try to do that. So uh, I just bumped. You it. mean you, you hit the uh, the select? Well, I don't know what you do on on the PC, but you basically hit select and wait 24 hours a few times, and that that's what right. you were doing. Yes, okay. same same thing. Same yeah. Thing. So. Yeah, the game knew what you were doing. Yes, like, I always have the opinion in the back of my head that, man, the game knows what I'm trying to do, and it's going to try to fight me every step <laughs> of the way. Well, you know, it was also my, it was my grandson's birthday today, so I, I was trying to get that finished before I went to the party, and, and it just, you know, so I was oh, That's great. How old is your so, grandson today? This one is two. Two. Uh, oh, that's a big birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I have a four-year-old, three-year-old, two-year-old, and one-year-old. So your eldest grandchild is four? Four, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, at what point do those birthday parties actually start having, you know, friends? And when, when do kids start having friends, basically? Oh, they were friends at this one. Yeah, they have, oh, they, yeah. Have a little, they have a little cadre of, of, of rugrats that always come to these parties. Daycare or neighborhood friends or whatnot? Yeah, just the circle of friends that my, my son and daughter-in-law have. They all have kids. They're all multiplying, you know, so they yeah. don't just bring their kids. Well, so. at least when I was young, and uh, you know, you hear the phrase that your friends are more made by proximity than by actual, you know, things in common. It's like you know the kid across the street who we, we always hung out all the time, but you know I, we don't ever keep in touch now. But right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had friends like that too. Yeah, it's just the, the, the growing up friends, and they all you all sort of drift apart Disperse. over time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Colin, how was your week? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Lots of working. Skyrim. Lots of Skyrim, yeah. So I had um, PC Skyrim, and then I went to... Then I had um, Gonvar Day. Yeah. I didn't realize uh, London had officially made it a, a national holiday. That's that's very nice of them. Gunvar Day. Yeah. It's where you get to sit in your ass all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Guy Fox, only different. <laughs> hey, fun. <laughs> Guy Fox, but fun. Yes. <laughs> well, welcome, gentlemen. I again appreciate both Victor and Colin showing up again for yet another episode of the A Skyrim Attic Podcast Roundtable. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and do some reminders of our characters who we're playing with. The uh, the last two seasons, actually, we've been on these characters. Um, so I will go ahead and start. My character is Mania Abobna, a Redguard female. And 
we assign the categories of the, the skills that people are supposed to concentrate on. And Mania was assigned two-handed, and she usually used a war hammer. Um, she liked the chaos enchantment on her... Uh, I think she had an ebony war hammer that she liked to use the most. Uh, we also did speech, which she got to 100, and liked to use the persuade uh, the and the skill tree, like to use that persuade function to get everyone to do her bidding around Skyrim. And restoration, which I never actually did get to 100. I failed the challenge of, of getting restoration up to 100. I don't know why, but it just took me forever. I'm, I'm just not good at it. I even did the heal other. I just would like hurt my followers and then start healing them and do whatever I could to try to grind up and it's just the uh, one of the slowest moving i can't believe that i actually finished speech before restoration speech i thought was super slow but hmm. you know so that that was my uh summary there mania bobna she's got a house uh over at lakeview manor and scouts many marshes the argonian uh dock worker from up in windhelm is her spouse and we'll get into it a little bit later when we talk about um you know, our closing ceremonies for this season, but she, the, the family has just recently expanded. So we're excited about that. Um, what else were we assigned? Lakeview Manor, spouse, follower. Uh, I had a Rhea was my original follower, but I accidentally killed her with, um, uh, probably a smash to the back of the head with a war hammer at some point. Wow. Probably. Um, so now I have Ogle. He's an orc follower. Uh, I forget which, see from Log Brochure, which, I don't, I don't remember which orc stronghold he was from. I think the one over by Markarth, whichever one that is, but I'm not totally certain about that. That's Dushnikyal, I think. Dushnikyal. Yeah. Very well could be. Who knows? <laughs> I do not. Uh, and I, I was not assigned the, this animal follower. I was assigned the frost troll, and I took, felt like frickin' hundreds of frost <laughs> trolls out, but uh, they would never last very long, so I just finally settled on the Warhound Vigilance, which can be bought at the Markarth uh, horse stables there outside of Markarth. You got a nice uh, horse salesman, and his little assistant at the stable will sell you uh, a Warhounds. At least Vigilance. I'm not sure if there's more than that. Um, Vigilance uh, has a very high restoration rate, and he has pretty powerful, and he must be an essential um, NPC because unless you kill him personally, he does not die. He'll take a knee like a, a person will, like he'll lay down for a little mm -hmm. bit. But he never actually dies, so he must be considered one of the essential That's good. I hate NPCs. it when the dog dies. Yeah, that's always so sad. It's much sadder when a follower, when your dog follower dies, than a person yeah. follower for some reason. I always feel so much worse when the animal dies. Uh, were there any ca other categories that we were assigned, guys? Well, there was remember. the stamina, hematica, and health. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I had uh, lots of stamina, uh, probably zero health, and one magica. I think I was because I I could just carry basically everything in my house with me on my back. I think I was up over some ridiculous amount of stamina by the end there. And my Magicka was starting to actually creep up a little bit too. I was starting to be able to do some of the, not super high level, but some of the mid-level magic spells by the end there. And my health was just always really low. So I always had to do enchant stuff to make sure that my health rate 
was high. My restoration of health and my overall health power were boosted up. Um, I actually have the little bags right here. It's <laughs> like so human followers. Anyone watching at home or viewing the the um, these this is where all of our <laughs> categories are in. Just got these little Ziploc bags and little tiny strips of paper that are cut off. And these are all the categories and everything that we choose. And for season three, we'll have to go through and decide if we want all of these again or if we want to eliminate some of the, you know, the guilds if, or if we want to, all of this stuff to be exactly the same again or if we want to be able to choose our own race. I know, Victor, you were interested in maybe choosing your own race. Uh, you had maybe a little story that you were interested in telling yourself. Yeah, no, I, I have something in mind. We'll have yeah. to talk that over and see. All right, so I don't know if we actually uh, went over this, but I can just list off the actual categories we were assigned at the beginning. They were a spouse, a human follower, uh, your warrior skill, your thief skill, your mage skill, what style of travel. I was a horseback, um, and I did the Dark Brotherhood quest up until you just get a Shadow Mirror, and then I, I never actually finished the quest. But I had horseback. Uh, let's see, we had an other follower, that would be like uh, your frost troll or your dwarven automaton spider guy. Uh, your stat spread, that was the magic um, uh, health and stamina spread. What faction you could join, I believe I was the Bard's College at the beginning. I think I did that pretty <laughs> early on. It's one of the shorter and less fulfilling um, Faction quests. Gender, I was a female. Mage skill, we already had that one. Which house you live in, that was uh, Lakeview Manor. And what race, so Redguard. Yep, so I covered them all there. So that's a brief introduction to the last episode for Mania Ababna. Uh, she's enjoyed her trip very much, and we're excited to get into this last batch of quests. And we'll go ahead and hit up Victor to talk about Slythe, and we'll, we'll see what... Uh, just, just give us an a introduction or a reintroduction to Slythe, okay. where he well, is, what's happened with Slythe, where he is, who's around him, all that. Okay. Uh, well, I'm Victor, and uh, my character's name is Slythe Aaron. Uh, he is a, a male Dunmer, um, a former member of the Morag Tong, and, uh, and a general uh, adventurer. Uh, he was assigned um, two-handed and enchanting and alchemy as his uh, skills to and I ended up um, well since this is a modded game um, I'm playing with uh, the Sky Re perk overhaul and the community uncapper which is a little uh, I and I file that allows um, not only um, skill levels to go over 100 but various other things to be adjusted I generally don't adjust many of the other rates, but I do uh, let the skills go over 100 because I don't really want to go legendary. That's generally the whole idea of it. So uh, his two-handed ended up at 120-something. Um, his alchemy was 111 at the end, uh, and his enchanting never made it past 77, but that was enough um, for what I needed to do. Uh, Slythe's um, spouse uh, was... Uh, assigned to be Berlina, uh, who was one of the mages at the Mage College. Uh, and his 
companion was Cosmac, who's the toss pot from the uh, the <laughs> bar in in, uh, in Markarth, um, and uh, and who turned out when when I was first assigned Cosmac, I have to say I was like, oh my god, what a you know, but I have I have become extremely fond of Cosmac, and uh, we have. Uh, gone on many many quests together so uh he was he turned out to be a, an exceptionally good companion what um, is what is his concentration and was he a, a two-handed sort of uh beastie no, he, type guy or what he, i forget what he's he a heavy armor single uh, one-handed, uh, one-handed those are his special skills yeah mm-hmm. um and uh so i had him at the end i had him in uh what's that armor that that your current character is is what's it called, Colin? Um, spellbinder armor. Spellbinder, yeah. That's I saw so Cosmac in spellbinder armor, uh, and uh, at various times I had him in you know chitin armor and bone mold and the ritual armor of Boethia and everything else. They all look crappy until I found the, the spellbinder. That's great armor. He he wore that for the last most of this season too. Um, so what is the uh, uh, spellbinder armor all about? Where was oh, it's just it's just a oh, you know, it's part of a, a mod called Immersive Armors, um, and I think is it like that shield? Not, uh, could be. It doesn't really have any attributes that help uh, unless you enchant it. Did, I mean, did yeah. you see the armor I was wearing in the videos that I posted? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm yeah, sorry. That, yeah, you're talking. That's about that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very that cool one, looking. Yeah. Um, is. Spellbinder. Uh, I'm I'm having some sort of flashback. Like there's a Daedric shield artifact called Spell something. What what is, is that? This, one? I, I think uh, Spellbreaker or something. Spellbreaker. Like yeah, that's the oh, periite. Okay, okay, okay. That's the periite. Uh, yes. Yeah. Artifact. You're correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, uh, a slice um, ended up in the ebony mail from the from the Boethia quest. Um, and uh, quite uh, – I looked at his armor rating today at the very end, and it was over 1,000. I know that doesn't oh, – wow. Uh, yeah. I was heavily smithed up and buffed with various enchantments and things like that. Um, I don't I think – I didn't realize that – is that a, a mod that you can buff those up? I didn't know that you could uh, – Well, yeah, that's that, part of the uncapper. Yeah, I'm that's pretty cool. sure it's awesome. part of the uncapper. But but I don't think it really has any effect anyway over a certain point. Yeah. You, you may it may show numerically as as, you know, that high, but I don't think it really uh actually has an effect over what, six or seven hundred or something. At any rate, he uh uh that was his uh and his um spreads for stamina, magicka and health were uh three stamina, zero health, and one magicka, and he ended up with uh Four hundred and eighty-one points in stamina, two hundred and twenty-seven in magicka, and then uh, using a lot of enchantments and various rings and amulets and things like that, he had two eighty-eight in health, wow. which isn't bad. Yeah, um, that's yeah. great. Uh, so, uh, and what else was there? Uh, well, he—I was also, or Slythe was also assigned the Frost Troll as his secondary uh, companion, and had a similar uh, experience to <laughs> Mania. <laughs> And finally just gave up on the damn thing. You keep adopting uh, them, and you can only get attached to an animal so many times before your heart is just torn out of your it's chest. Terrible. Like, these poor animals. Uh, uh, you just want to end the, the the horrible evil that happens to you. So you just want to just want to you know just take a break and say, like, guys, just stay here. Don't die. <laughs> just please stay at home. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was. He was also assigned Dawn Guard as his faction, 
uh, and we didn't quite complete Dawnguard. We we are uh, Serana spent the last uh, few uh, questing forays uh, to Solstime back at Heliarchan Hall, which was Slice assigned. Um, house and uh she just was cooling her heels there we didn't quite finish we we have yet to do the uh the final battle with with harkon uh, but everything else is done in in dawn guard did did Koznak join you up in Solstheim for most of the adventures uh yes Koznak was with me pretty much the whole time um mm-hmm. i did i took berlina uh to Solstheim so the three of us could finish out this these last four quests uh she Great. was there um and uh, who else did I have? Um, well, Gregor was always at home with the kids at Heliark, and uh, he's—he turns out he's very good with the kids. They love him to death, <laughs> Uncle Gregor. They call him Uncle Gregor. Uncle Gregor, yes. Um, and uh, um, I always felt that so, Gregor needed a helmet. I know yeah, he's got so. this really nice beefed-up armor <laughs> on him. At least with my playthrough, he always had, like, I think a two-handed weapon, like a big broadsword or a warhammer of some kind. But he never wore a helmet. I'm like, that's the, you're, that's the most vulnerable part of your body, big guy. You need to cover up that dome. <laughs> well, you know, he's your sword and your shield, but not your helmet. <laughs> well, there's a reason you left him at home to be the nanny, I think. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He's not even very good at keeping the giants and bandits away. I can pop no. <laughs> pop home, uh, and all of a sudden there's bandits out there, and Greg, old Gregor is inside always, stirring the pot. <laughs> always you pop out of a, if you fast travel to Hellyark, and it just seems like there's a giant around the corner almost every time. Yep. Or bandits. Yep. There's yep. like hordes of bandits <laughs> roaming the countryside out there behind Whiterun. It was funny. The, the, uh, the, this last time I popped back out of because uh, I have a carriage mod that allows me to take a carriage back to Hellyarkin as well and I popped, oh, nice. popped back out of it. and just as I popped out there was a, there were some bandits around the corner uh, where the where the little you know the little farm thing is where the, the cow and stuff are and one uh-huh. of them one of them released a, a, sh- a shock a shock spell and a chicken came flying out from behind the house <laughs> and landed dead at my feet it was it was great it was perfect and then you uh, of course collected a bounty and you're like no I didn't do it I didn't kill the chicken that's ever. right <laughs> settle down all the townspeople do not come after me uh, no it was funny so anyway so that's it for Slythe um, and all of his peregrinations i just had a, a question here i jotted down that you said uh he was a former morag tong could uh, you just give us a brief reminder about the morag tong well they're the, they're the ritual assassins of the of the dunmer so they're they are um they're an order of sanctioned assassins i guess is the best way to put it um and unlike the Dark Brotherhood, which is mostly just uh, they're mercenaries, basically financially uh, driven. Yeah, yeah the Morakton are more, far more political, uh, principled. Uh, I, yeah, I suppose you could call it that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, I, if I remember right, we had some quests that put us up against the Morakton. At least one that I can remember. Uh, yes. How did how did Slythe deal with going? Did he sort of? You know, have have a little bit of a buddy ship with them, and just sort no. of they let him slide by, or was he out for vengeance against them? How how did he break up with the Morag Tong? Was it not a, a mutual well, you don't relationship? You don't leave the Morag Tong, which is why Slythe is in Skyrim. But um, uh, so he didn't have any compunctions about killing as many Morag Tong as he needed to. Very nice. <laughs> 
Well, it's very loose. I mean, I'm not being strictly lore, uh, you know, adhering strictly to the lore, but uh, I thought it was a nice little addition to, to his character. No, it's great to fill out your character with lore like that. Uh, I, did, I didn't even really think of why my Mania Bobna would be in Skyrim. Like, they're, they're supposed to be all, all up in Hammerfell. There is that one brief storyline of the Redguard woman in... White Run, I believe, where the yeah. Alakir guys are, you know, the the FBI agents of the Alakir are there to, <laughs> to hunt her down. So, yep. I don't know. I, I don't. Oh. You're stuck there, Andrew. We're waiting for you. We're here. We'll be here for you, dude. <laughs> Uh-oh. Can, yeah. I really like the... Um, the Morag Tong backstory. I really like that because it, it really gave a slight, a serious, dangerous background of what, like, you know, whenever I, like you say, imagine him, he'd always have that, like, slow walk and sort of, like, you know, <laughs> somebody would say something and he'd think for, like, 20 seconds before he responded. It gave him a very, sort of, like, dangerous feel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's, he's laconic to the end. Uh, and a dangerous looking dude I, I, I yeah. like you know, he's, he's got those scars and and that tattoo yeah because I like uh, the, that's um, was it uh, I've forgotten her name uh, your um, wild blood mage oh oh uh, Deirdre yeah yeah Deirdre that's it yeah yeah that's my that's my family there oh, I, yeah he'll hopefully he'll come right back um uh, there. That's what I'd like to, you know, uh, when we talk about the season three, um, uh, I'd like to. Uh, um, yeah, you, you touched on it lightly uh, when we were talking about it before, I think. Yeah. Uh, but to, yeah, you sort of like you know we can get into like the third one. I'm just gonna like let. It, oh, I want to want it to be a surprise again. Just like you know, you have this, you have this, and right. You're gonna do. Yeah. Anyway, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to pursue that that uh, that whole wild blood thing. That that's uh, for the Civil War quests. Okay. Wait a minute. I oh, it stayed little... live. Yay! Good. I <laughs> thought I thought if I closed, I had to restart my computer. It froze up on us real quick. Huh. The broadcast is still going. You guys were on that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We were just chatting. Okay. Cool. Sorry about that, guys. No worries. Um, I don't know what you guys are chatting about, but I think we're about to move on to Colin to do an introduction of his character. Yeah, we were Colin. staying off off that, so we were just talking about uh, you know characters and things like that. So yeah. Well, you can continue your conversation if you'd like to. Or, oh no, that's uh, all right. It's time for uh, it's time for Gunvar. Gunvar. Uh, hi, my name's Colin. My character's name was Gunvar Ogunmaster. He was a male Nord who returned to Skyrim after finding out his brother had died while fighting for the Stormcloaks at the hands of the Imperials. So he came back to get vengeance, but then got caught on the way over the border uh, by the Imperials when he was going to approach Ulfric and his Stormcloaks. So he got arrested and was about to be have his head chopped off, basically. Um, so that's where he started. His... Um, attributes uh, his um, skills that he was awarded to learn was one-handed uh, illusion magic and um, speech uh, he got a hundred and all three because they were nice and easy mm. um, 
was it the spouse who was awarded was um, Omlog, a Breton male uh, who worked as a um, a miner in the Sydney mines. Well, he worked on the smelter, so we, it wasn't that bad. You know, he had a kind of <laughs> an easier life to compare to most. Um, in the Sydney he, mines? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, his ho- home was Bree's home in Whiterun. Everybody's first, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, his faction was uh, Companions, which he became the leader of. And also, at the end of that, he was able to acquire his follower, which was Aethys, the Dark Elf, who um, who was one of the uh, Companions. And Why are the Companions letting a Dark Elf in? Um, no idea. He actually mentions that, and he goes, uh, "His <laughs> line is," and he goes, "Yeah, I was quite surprised when they let me in, but then again, it looks like they're letting anybody in these days." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, uh, at least Aethis yeah, has I, a good sense of humor about it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, when, we, when he used to follow me around, if he'd stop and be really quiet, he'd used to mumble to himself. <laughs> I couldn't hear what he was saying. Just out of nowhere, just start mumbling away, and you ought not be able to, to decipher what he said. And he'll turn around, and he just stop instantly. What the hell are you saying? Stand I'm going to kill you. I hate you so much, Gunfire, you son of a bitch. I'm going to strangle you in your sleep. I, honestly, i got to just interject. I, I do think that the, the, the Dark Elves ha- are really some of the best characters in the whole game between the Aethys and Neloth and, and some of the others. They're just, they're just such great, fully-fledged-out characters. No, they're, they're colorful, definitely. That's yeah. great. They've got some big personalities in there. The, yeah. was it even, what's her name? The, uh, was it Bron... The, the Earl of White Runs... Uh, I got a hundred in speech. Remember, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Yarl of uh, White runs uh, house car. She gives you some serious attitude. Yeah, she's got a lot of coverage. She goes, oh, "I've got my eye on you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, the uh, point spread I was awarded was um, uh, was it two. Magicka, three health, and no, sorry, three Magicka, two health, one stamina. Basically, uh, one of the best ones, I'd say, to be able to can. And what else? Uh, I was issued the walk. That was my travel style to walk everywhere. And I don't think there's anything else. Is there anything else? Is there anything else again? Um. Companion, you got your companion's spouse. Yeah, no, that's that's. You said it. where you lived and all that. Yeah, yeah breeze on. That's it. Yeah. Travel style. You walked everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's a pretty good introduction. So, uh, welcome Gunvar. Welcome back, Slife. We're excited to jump into some more adventures. Indeed. <laughs> Well, the uh, final episode here of Season 2, we're going to do the last four uh, quests here that we had lined up for the Solstheim adventure. We're doing 21 through 24, quest 21 being unearthed, 
And Unearthed is a sort of a long, long play, if you will. Um, I've I started Unearthed a few episodes ago, just because it's such a long quest. Um, number twenty-two is Lost Knowledge, uh, tying up the Black Book stuff. Uh, twenty-three is Summoning of Karstog, or Summoning Karstog. Sorry. Uh, and then we also had number twenty-four at the summit of Apocrypha, and that is the the big conclusion to the whole Dragonborn quest line. So we'll do Unearthed, Lost Knowledge, Summoning Karstog, and at the summit of Apocrypha. Go ahead and start with Unearthed. Colin, can you give us a little introduction to Unearthed and uh, just tell us a little bit about your adventures there? Um, well, with Unearthed, uh, as you said, it's a it's a slow play uh, quest. Isn't that it's uh, the time is you can't just go rush through it. So as you're leaving Raven Rock, you will come across a gentleman uh, with a pickaxe mining away. Um, sort of like trying to dig out some sand and he mentioned something to uh, once you speak to him uh, Rallis Sidaris did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, once you speak to him uh, you find out that he's there to try and uncover the treasures of Azidal and um, he had a backer back in Skyrim I think it was and his back his backer is backed out and he needs some help to try and like you know because every time he digs some out a dust storm comes up and fills it back in so he needs some help for some miners so if you will give him some money help him out um he'll like you know you'll spit the profits at the end of when he digs it all out so he'll go okay so you give him a thousand bucks and um he hires some miners and they start to dig out and he said he'll send you a note when uh, or send you like a courier to you um when something happens and then it goes on where you get a note you come back and then it turns out that as you were digging to walk up a load of Draga and they've killed all the miners and you can't <laughs> get on and then they find out that it's been all blocked off you know he had a look around and you know it's blocked off they can't go any further or there's something wrong you know there's a, a trap in the way so then you go through there you kill all the Draga then you find out how to get through past the trap and I can't remember what the first trap was. Does anybody remember what the first trap was? I think there was a skull on a pressure plate or something. There it is. If that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah it's a it. nice skull. It's all carved. It's got all kinds of cool carvings on it. Yeah, yeah you can't pick it up. You can, well, you can pick it up, but you can just move it aside. You can't take it into your inventory. Yeah, that was it. Uh, and then um, you, he needs them um, to hire more miners, but they're going to be more skittish. So you're going to have to pay for better miners. <laughs> and um, so it's going to cost you 2,000 septums. So you give them 2,000 septums. You go off, and then a few days later, you get a note. Same thing happens again. You come back, and it carries on to there until its conclusion. Uh, I, I wonder if uh, the guard in Raven Rock ever sent out like an all points bulletin like, uh, <laughs> Dear Miners, please do not take upon this employment from this Rallis guy. You might not come home again. <laughs> Tell your loved ones goodbye forever if you go to <laughs> Col. Where was it? I don't know if we said where it was. Colbjorn Barrow. Yeah, Colbjorn Barrow. Yeah, they they should have put out a warning to all the miners. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's basically just sort of a you pay him, he hires people. Something goes horribly wrong. 
He tells you to come back to give him more money so he can hire more people. Something else goes horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, was it halfway through? Then he says, "Well, I'll do is I'll hire miners, but if you give me some extra money, then I'll, I'll hire some mercenaries to protect the miners." While there you go. I'm sure everything will be great now. <laughs> and then it turns out that all the Drago killed them, but the, at least the miners lived. Yeah, Yay! Well, half, half of <laughs> them lived. It's just all the mercenaries that were dead. So, and then you go back, uh, and each time you manage to collect a, uh, a piece of Azidel's armor. When you first walk in, after you've picked up that skull uh, and walk through the back area, you find Azidel's, or is that the ring you find first? No, it's the boots of water walking. I boots think. of yeah. water walking. Yeah. That's it. So you find the boots of water walking, but you also hear the sound of chanting coming from a word wall. <sighs> So, hey, you're pretty good at that. <laughs> you missed your calling, just, Andrew. Quiet, just very faint in the background, buried beneath tons of ash somewhere. You lightly hear some chanting. And, uh, excuse me one second. <clears throat> do, do you know what the, um, the, the base of Azadal's armor is? Is it, um,. Chitin or bone mold or what kind of steel. armor is it? Is steel. it steel armor? Okay. Steel. So it's uh, ancient Nord armor, the same as the ancient Nord. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah so. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, um. Uh, yeah. So after you do that, then you can come out and use up. Uh, the next one, I think, is a ring, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's either the ring. Um. That allows you to use the, got the name of it now, the ignite spell, which is a fire spell, or the freeze spell, and um, you can use both of those, which is just a fire and ice spell, as far as I could tell. Yeah, that's all. But I think the first ring is the ring of necromancy. That's the one no. I got so, anyway. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the ring of ne- necromancy means that uh, when you wear it, if you conjure up a. Uh, or, um, no, sorry, summon a dead guy, isn't it? Or is it conjure as well? Um, let me look. I thought well, it would be if you resurrected have, somebody. You know. Yeah, when, no, if a creature you reanimate takes damage, they explode for yeah. 50 points. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's fun. <clears throat> yeah, fun, but, um, yeah, I'm not really a... And I've never had a, a necromantic character, so... Never conjuration, lie. yeah. Necromantic, no. Um... So then you carry on, and each time you, the traps get a little bit, not the traps, but the puzzles get a little bit harder to be able to get past until you finally get to that one where you've got to run across all the things, and it's just annoying because you have to do it about six or seven times, and it never bloody goes right, yeah. even with the slow time shout and everything. Um, stripping down naked so you run as fast as possible still doesn't work. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, this is really offset because it's such a long quest um, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of steps here but in between you have to go away and do all the I, I, what I should have done when assigning all the quests for the whole season I should have like part one would be an episode one part two and episode two or three yeah, part three because yeah, there's four or five different steps to this yeah, and if you try to do it all at once 
it's a kind of hard quest to do that with because because you know you could conceivably finish all all you know the stages of of whatever quest we're supposed to do in a day and and then that's you'd true. still have yeah. to wait around. So I have to so. wait four more day or three more days. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, no, it worked out fine. I, I like you. I started this. I mean, I started this thing. I think on episode one, but I still yeah. had to rush to finish it today. <laughs> so definitely a long, a long haul on this quest. Yeah. So. So where were you? We uh, we got the yeah. rings of necromancy. We paid three thousand more gold for more mercenaries. What was yeah. the next artifact we're going for? Um, and with each step, you basically get a little bit further into the, you know, in, into the the barrow, and all the you wake up more Draugr. Those Draugr kill the things, and then you hire more people, and then you get one more step in, or like one more level deeper, or whatever. So, what was the next artifact you find here? Yeah, it was his helmet, wasn't it? I think. Uh, gauntlet. Did we get the gauntlets yet? Gauntlets uh, and the Ring of Arcana, I think, are the next phase. Um, Let's see, the Gauntlets of Warding. There we go. Mm-hmm. The Gauntlets of Warding and the Ring of Arcana. Is that how that word's pronounced? That's that's. I think it's enough. alternate. You can Arcana or Arcana. I think uh, I think either one are okay. I don't know if I've really heard anybody pronounce that, but I always said Arcana in my head for some reason. It sounds like a town in Maine. What is that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure which town you're talking about. Maybe the park Acadia is in there. In Acadia, Acadia yeah, park. that's yeah. There's Acadia. As so well. maybe that would be Arcania. There we go. <laughs> All right. So Azadol's Gauntlets of Warding. Uh, next, what would that let you do? What what are the, what's the benefits of that artifact? Don't know. <laughs> what are they? They do. Um... Your wards are 25% less effective, but absorb 50% of the magic from incoming spells. That's, uh, Is that useful to you guys? Would you use that? Not for me. I don't think I've ever used a ward ever in all my hundreds of hours of playing Skyrim. I, Except I in the, uh, tried to mess with them, but yeah, I don't really use them. Well, the only time I've ever done it is at you know, the beginning of the Mage College when you have to, when you have to use a ward. Get in there, yeah. yeah. I was at uh, Tyronas, my... Um, the other one, the one I'm doing on my PC, he uses wards. Oh, cool. And, yeah. Yeah, because he's an Imperial, and you know when you get the the attributes at the very start of your character, you know, uh, like, um, Nords get two hand, like, 25 and two-handed, and, well, mm-hmm. uh, Imperials get um, 20 in restoration and 25 in one-handed, so I thought, well, all right, let's go with what they suggest, and mm-hmm. I went with restoration and one-handed. So he uses cool. um, uh, was it turn undead and uh, was it the healing spells and the um, and the wards. So and what do, what do the wards actually do for you? I, I I I've really never used them very much. Do they do they absorb magicka or they basically you, is like a magic shield of some kind, right? Yeah, it's a magic shield. So uh, if um, was it you get stronger ones, the more powerful you become, and they'll like block. Up to a certain level of magic, so um, was it? You can block um, was a dragon breath with it. So oh, fire wow. breath, frost breath. It'll you hold up the ward and it'll block it, stop it. So um, and is that in the conjuration school? Restoration, restoration. 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 Yeah. Oh. Can wards block shouts? 
Yes, uh, and with uh, Deadly Combat, I think it's Deadly Combat that does it, uh, now wards reflect shouts. So oh. if I throw da at a mage who's got a, a thingy up, <laughs> it bounces back and knocks me in my ass. So right, that's what's happened to me, because I, I use Deadly Combat, but of course I never read the frickin' manual, so I, I don't know really what it does. <laughs> so, so, but that's happened to me, I think. So when you're leveling up, will a ward not only increase your restoration school skill tree, but also your block? No, no, just no. your restoration. Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. Or it also adds eighty points of like, or whatever, it, whichever one you're using, adds like a certain amount of points to your armor. So if you're holding up a ward, uh, I think the lesser one adds forty points of armor, and then the steadfast ward. Are, Award 60 points of armor and things like that to help protect huh. you. So. That's cool. Yeah, you can tell I've never really used those very much. Actually, uh, Colin, I've been meaning to ask you because I've been watching you do your little your your playthroughs there. Are you using uh, what are you using to switch weapons? Are you using a mouse with buttons or are you using uh, just the keyboard? Just the keyboard. Just the keyboard. You're pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use a mouse with six buttons because uh, I can't I can't I can't find the keys fast enough. <laughs> are there are there shortcut keys or something like you can assign each weapon yeah. to a number and just hit the five and you know you'll pull up yeah. your shield or exactly, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, it's the same thing as the D pad, right? On on the on the controller, basically. Well, I mean, if you press up, it'll bring up your favorited list, and then you can hold down left or right to assign. Uh, two, two of your favorites, so it's. Right, yeah. I'd rather have nine at my fingertips to be able. Yeah. <laughs> that would be much, much more effective instead of just only having two that you can quickly switch to. And I find myself having to go three steps into the menu most of the time, anyhow. And they'll be like, "Oh, I need to assign this to my favorites list so I can have that right at my fingertips." And then I never use that ever again after I think that oh, I'm going to be using this a lot. So yeah, then my favorites yeah. list has. 40 different things in it, so I might as well just open up the damn, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, the whole menu anyway. It's a pity you don't use the bow, because if you have, if you assign a, a spell to the left hand and a sword to the right hand, and then you put your bow as your favorite one, if you click one, and it'll bring, you know, you'll quick equip a bow... If you press one again, it will unequip the bow, but re-equip the sword and the spell in the same hand again. Oh, very nice. So if you do it that way, it's a, it's a lot quicker. But other than that, like if you try and you know how you double click left, uh, like the one, and uh, you put both spells in in, in oh sorry, a spell in both hands. One spell so in both do, hands, yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you then if you click and you want to put the dagger in your left hand, it won't let you do that. Yeah, click left, it'll put it in your right, and you're like. Oh, no, I don't want that. It's the same thing on the PC too. It does. It just doesn't seem to like to, you know, you have to sort of preload it in order to get things in your left hand. Yeah, and, yeah. You, and you can't. You can't have two things of exactly the same thing. So you can't have um, two daggers that are exactly the same because when it goes into your favorites menu, it has them in, like two of this one thing, and you can't right. select it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit wonky. What were we talking about? <laughs> Azidal's something or other. The next, the next phase of of uh, unearthed, I think. Yeah, we just had the gauntlets of warding, um, and the ring of arcana. 
That's where you jump to the little pedestal, isn't it? Uh, I have written down a pressure plate puzzle. Is that that big thing on the floor where you have to run across all the... Yeah, so that takes forever to try and get that bloody thing. Unless you use slow time or whatever that shout is called, which I never never remember to do. I I did that, and it still took me forever. Yeah, Um, it takes forever to do. And when... Yeah, but... That's not the worst part. Is after I finish doing that, the the gate opens and you've got the ring on the little pedestal. But just below it, it's got surrounded by water. I couldn't jump from to the little pedestal to get the ring. I kept on falling in the water, and yeah. swimming around, and I couldn't get back out. And I was like, "That's why you're supposed to use the boots of water walking to get to it." Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I did the same thing, Colin. I was swimming around trying to jump up onto this little tiny ledge where you can just barely get any grip on. Yeah. It was so annoying. <laughs> I have yeah, to be I didn't honest. think of that, Victor, about putting yeah. on his damn boots. You know, wonder <laughs> he set up the trap himself. The like, yeah, he can walk on right. water to get to his damn ring. Of course, yeah. God. I didn't even. I didn't even go for that this this time around. Yeah, I'd never put two and two together. I, I probably had gotten the boots so much longer before that that I didn't even have them in my inventory anyway. I should have just kept everything in that treasure box once you right ent- inside the entrance. I wonder if things would have been there if I would have just started collecting all of his stuff and leaving it there in that that treasure chest right inside the front door. probably not a safe container, yeah. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, because all the drugs are respawned, so that probably yeah. respawned. Well, what do they want to walk on water for, those bastards? They don't need to. <laughs> They're just going to play with the boots, play dress-up, play house, and then put them back right where they go, of course. Uh, so after the um, the pressure plate uh, puzzle on the floor, and after you've gotten the gauntlets and the Ring of Arcana, uh, there's one more investment you have to make, right? Is we up to that point now? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. 5,000 septums. I know, I know, you could buy, nearly buy a house with that. Not nearly could buy Not a nearly. House. You could buy a damn you can. <laughs> <laughs> If you add it up, so you got 5 and 3, that's 8, and then what was, there was 2 and 1, so 10, 11. So you're, you've got 11 grand buried into this project from Rallis already. Yeah. <laughs> and you get nothing in return. Oh, come on. You get, you get to walk on water to pick up that ring of necromancy or whatever. Or the Ring of Arcana. So uh, the last step here is uh, we get to actually go into the last chamber. And uh, what's down at the stairs, there was one more relic of Azadal that we can pick up here. It looks like his Helm of Vision. Yes, and the armor of retribution. Um, yeah, the armor reflects melee damage, or has a chance to reflect melee damage back. I think. Oh, nice! I didn't even write that one down. And I believe it can also has a small chance to paralyze. I think is that the. Yeah, that is actually cool armor. It's cool, but I don't know. Again, with these things, they never really seem to be as as. You know, great as you'd like them to be. Armor of Retribution. Nice. So I just took all the stuff and sold it. (laughs) 
says, its enchantment gives you a 5% chance to paralyze enemies who strike you with a melee attack, making dealing with multiple melee enemies much easier. In addition, if you wear this armor along with three other relics of Azadal, you will receive a buff called Azadal's Genius that increases your enchanting skill by 10 points. Hmm. Can be tempered with steel ingots, so you guys are right. It must be steel armor in the advanced armors perk. Yeah, it looks like the ancient Nord, and it's and it's tempered with steel. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Did you guys ever enchant anything with all of his pieces together? No. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, yeah I done that with my second character. Uh, yeah, so his enchanting room wasn't a hundred, and so I'd like you know I used to put on two of the rings <laughs> and the armor and the gauntlets. I'd leave the helmet off. <laughs> Can you actually put on the the two rings at once? Was that a PC thing? No, no, sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, so well, I must have worn a helmet. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. That no, that's cool. Whatever. So, do any of you know anything about Azadol? No, nothing. I never really researched him. Yeah, he was um, some sort of super duper mage or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dragon priest, right? So. Yeah, his nickname was the Embittered Destroyer, so it doesn't sound like he would be a good neighborly guy. No. Yeah. Not a guy you'd want to meet in a dark alley. He was the first great Nord enchanter and possibly the first human to master the elven methods of enchanting. He was born in the city of Sarthal. Ooh, Sarthal. Late in the Marithic era, and his talent for magic and enchanting was quickly noticed. As he grew, his talent quickly surpassed that of his instructors and every person living in Sarthal. Eventually, finding he could progress no, lo- no more among his own kind, he left his home and sought out the elven instructors who could teach him more, leaving behind everyone he knew, including his wife and child. You bastard. He was gone for several years, learning all that he could, but when he returned, he discovered his home was destroyed, burnt to the ground by elves. Those fucking elves... Get you every time. And everyone he knew, dead or gone, he swore an oath of vengeance taking the name Azadal, meaning the embittered destroyer. He would go on to fulfill that oath, but at the cost of his sanity. Mm, good lord. I so yeah, nice my, my my guy. <laughs> Fulfilling oaths. Yeah. Losing your mind. <laughs> yes, it definitely sounds like he was embittered. Average fare, I suppose. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a movie about that once. No. Yeah, he was tough. I I had a tough fight with him. So what happens there? You uh, the the last piece that I got there was sort of like a fire trap, um, and once you get all of his armor together, you he started hearing. At least I started hearing some chanting down the. There's like a little bit of a stairway and a hallway leading up to the, the final chamber. And who do you find there in the final chamber? And you're like, oh my god, what are you doing here? Uh, it's uh, Rallis, wasn't it? That rat bastard Rallis is there. And you're like, wait a second, buddy, what are you doing here? Rallis is in there playing around, messing with his you know conjuration, trying to resurrect Azadol, the stupid dragon priest. And you're like, Rallis, what are you doing, you jerk? So you go in and then you have a nice battle with Azadol. How did you guys find Azadol? Victor, you said he was pretty tough. 
He's he's tough. He's he, he's hard to kill. I mean, he's he's all about fire and and uh, Slythe being a Dunmer, b wearing the uh, the uh, ebony mail, which gives you fire uh, protection, etc. Was uh-huh. you know, uh, but it took us a while to kill him. I had uh, Berlin and Koznak with me. Yeah, he's he's got um some definitely some fire fire stuff going on here. He does a greater ward. He's got the ebony flesh. He yep. does the revenant. He got Ray zombie. He does that flame cloak thing. I always get messed up by those cloaks when I try to go in, especially they're so effective against your two-handed or, you know, your melee attacks. They have those like cloaks of fire. You walk into it and you're like, why am I getting hurt? He's not hitting yeah. me with anything. Oh, wait, he's burning me from the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got to get right into him and right up right up on him because he keeps spawning. Uh, he'll just keep spawning Draugr and spawning yeah. and spawning and spawning. So. All over and miners, place. too. They, he's throwing you know, dead miners at you and everything. Yeah. Um, and it, it says he's got one last thing. He's got the – it's called the Fire Stream. It's a unique spell. But it's similar to that of the fire breath show. So he he he's really powerful fire based dragon priest. Yeah, that's um, why I summoned Donavir at him. Really? Yeah. Cool. In the room. <laughs> <laughs> so Donavir just kept on like knocking drug or and everything like that, and then kept on summoning his uh, his bone man, his wrath man, and his um, was it uh, bone mage or something like that. So they were all going after all the Draugr and the dead miners. I was flying around like taking out Draugr and was it um, Aethys was in the corner with uh, his summoned Frost Atronach on uh. top of um, Azadal and kept on beating the living snot out of him. Got him about halfway and then I came over and then finished him off with a dual wield. Uh, it was yep. a lot of fun. And uh, just a reminder, I it, Dernavir is what he's the some dragon or something, right? Yeah, the the dragon from the Soul Cairn. Oh, okay. I haven't. I've only done that quest once a long time ago, so I, I, I kind of forgot who he was. He is. I'm surprised. Ugly close up. <laughs> is he is he uh, a real dragon or is he like a bone dragon or what kind? Of, is he like a normal he's, looking? Yeah. Well, no, he's he's a dragon, but his he's been in the Soul Cairn so long that it's like a part of him now. So he's like, um, it's like he's melting or. It's like he's Ooh. decomposing right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty nasty. Well, he, he does when he's away from the soul cairn, he starts to, to decompose, right? But when, yeah. when he goes back, he sort of re, recomposes. Um, so he can only be out of the soul cairn for a little while at a time. That's why you have to summon him back. <laughs> Is there a limited times that you can summon him, or you can summon him as much as you want? As much as you want, but he stays there for a limited time and then goes back. And I think it's a once a day thing. I think once a day. Once a day. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm not too sure. And I'm surprised you can summon him inside. Most of those things you would think you could only do outdoors. I've never yeah, tried to summon a dragon inside. That's cool. Yeah, yeah he's um, because he's like a summoned creature. So it's like a summon yeah, because you're not calling him there. You're summoning. Yeah, okay, that's cool. You're actually doing conjuration magic, basically. Yeah, because yeah, if you if you summon a, a frost troll, or, uh, sorry, a, a flame atronach, after you've done the show, he'll disappear and he'll go back. Oh. So huh. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. It, it so, counts as one of your conjure unless you have the the dual yeah. conjure perk. Maybe. Then you're caught with your conjuration pants down there. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> Conjure a sad trombone. Yeah, I um, I thought I was going to be smart, and I had a scroll of 
um, Flame Thrall. Is yeah. that the is that the the high powered one? Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm also gonna summon a seeker. I'm gonna conjure a seeker as well, and the, we'll both go out. I didn't know that your scroll actually counts as one of your conjured items. So as soon as I summoned the seeker, it took away my flame thrall, and the flame thrall would be the way more powerful one. So I kind of wasted that scroll, which was a super, you know, expensive scroll. And, I mean, I don't bought. I, I kind of bought it somewhere, but it made my flame thrall disappear. I was super pissed. Yeah. That sucks. I would have thought that a permanent summoning like that would would then not count as as you know since it's a per, like because you get the the thrall spells and they're permanent companions then aren't they? I've never used yeah, but, them, so I don't know. Yeah, but they're still counted as your like conjured being. Oh, so okay. if I like you know if you want to get rid of them like you know if you're walking through town you can't have your flame at flame thrall burning up um, one of the shops. Oh, um, okay. What you can do is, you uh, like if you get a thrall, so like then you summon two more creatures, then the thrall will disappear, and then it'll just be a normal conjured flame etonok, oh, and see. then after sixty seconds it'll disappear. So then you don't have one with you. Oh, okay. If you attack your thrall, will you, will you actually deal damage to it? If you attack your thrall, yeah, 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 you, yeah. you, you, yeah. you can. De- will he turn you. hostile and then start to attack you as well? Um, I don't know. I, yes, yes, because I got killed by one of my Dramora lords once. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I was regularly getting killed by, not killed, but hit by Berlina's Frost Atronach because you know you get in the in the heat of battle, you know, nick one of them, and he'll come after you after. Yeah, after those guys are temperamental. Yeah. Those Frost right. Atronachs, yeah. they stomp, stomp, stomp. Oh, hand of ice spike in your face multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I like those guys. I I, I kind of prefer them to the storm. Yeah, I don't like the storm astronauts. I like the flame ones, but uh, yeah. But yeah, flame against Azadal isn't necessarily the best choice, anyway, is it? I mean, no, no, it yeah. wouldn't be. I don't think I summoned him in there. I, it was just out and about around yeah. Solstheim. I think maybe I was just yeah. playing around because I was like, ooh, I, did, I noticed I had a scroll of flamethrower. I was like, ooh, awesome, let's bust this guy out. I think it was uh, I was fighting a dragon or something. Uh. I was like, oh, let's let's bust out a flamethrower. Oh, let's also conjure a seeker to help out with. The- oh no! <laughs> Damn it! I should have. I wish I would have tested that out the other way. Yeah, you know what? Um, seeing as we're talking about conjuration now, I was saving it for um, later on. But um, uh, Ash Guardian doesn't count as one of your conjured beings. Oh, really? So if you don't have uh, like the two like the dual souls perk, you can still summon an Ash Guardian and another like a Dramora Lord, and both of them will be up at the same time. That's great. Like a, you could do a flame not thrall a flame Atronach and a, the Ash Guardian as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Are there other yeah. kinds of guardians that just stay stationary in one place, or is the Ash Guardian the only kind that does that? Does a Flamethrower that follows you around, right? Yeah, yeah. The um, the Ash Guardian is the only one I know of. I, I, I didn't even know. It was a, I was in the middle of a fight, and then I found out. Hmm. I, I, last episode we went over this, but uh, if you remember, I was I was like thought that my gameplay was bugged because I was summoning this guardian and expect him to follow me around and battle with me, but he just stayed in the same place. And I like try to reload, and I try to be like, "Come on, buddy, let's go, let's go, let's go get something." Uh, it's like you're supposed to guard me, not the spot. 
Yeah. Let's get the lead out. Come on. So Azadol, uh, powerful uh, flame-based uh, dragon priest. Um, I actually lucked out on my playthrough where he got stuck behind a pillar and a crack in the wall so he couldn't follow me around. So uh, my followers, I, I, I think maybe Vigilance maybe pinned him in sort of like a crag and he just stayed there. And So I killed him really easily the first time, but I decided to reload and have another try at it because I thought that was kind of cheating. Um, and he was very difficult. Um, I was playing at the maybe second highest uh, difficulty level. I actually had to back it off on a step or two just to do that battle. He, uh, I was spending too many healing potions. Um, and I'm not like Colin. I'm not smart enough to carry around all of like a, a ring of, you know, a flame abatement or whatever. Or, <laughs> you know, I have, have an ex- extra pair of boots that help you get rid of fire and stuff. Colin's always well prepared and he's packed for his journeys. And I can just imagine him... I'm always well prepared enough to carry them with me. I'm not always well prepared enough to remember to wear them when I need them. (laughs) (laughs) But I can just imagine him back at Severin Manor or wherever he lives packing his bag for the day's journey. Okay, I need my my ring of frost, my 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 boots of frost abatement, my my cloak of, you know, lightning, my okay. I I carry him with me all the time. I just have him there, yeah. Uh, but uh, Azadol was a, a good, a good hard fight. Um, I was trying to work in a little bit of archery with my playthrough because I, you know, maxed out my two-handed and my one-handed was getting up. And I was trying to do more ranged attacks here, trying to get my conjuration up. But I didn't really have a a good, um, you know, frost. Uh, spell for conjuration, so I just kept conjuring my flamethrower. But you know, as Victor mentioned earlier, that's probably not very effective against a, a flame-based dragon priest. But I just kept conjuring my, um, not thrall, I said thrall, my my flame atronac, and I think I used an ebony bow. I may have had a frosty ebony bow of some sort that I that I kept trying to shoot at him from across the room, but. Uh, Ogle and Vigilance were good about trying to do the up-close battling, and I was just, you know, it's in a round room, so I was just kind of hovering around the perimeter. When he would come up close to me, I would sprint away, run away to the other side of the, uh, <laughs> the other side of the room and bust out my bow and shoot at him because I was, you know, trying to get my archery up a little bit there, um, trying to expand my horizons a little bit with the character near the end here. Uh, do you guys find an effective battle pattern that you guys like to use? No, just like, well, a, like I said, I just I just run right in close and and try to whack away. I, I used my blood skull blade. Oh uh, yeah, to get up at him. I like that blood skull blade. How far the blood skull blade? If you remember, it'll shoot off a little burst of energy of some sort. Did yeah. Uh, what sort of energy is that? Is that fire damage? Is it electric damage? Is it? I'm not even sure. It doesn't really do that much damage that I've that I found. It's good if if you if you're fighting an enemy that's that's already you know uh, three quarters or more down on health, and you can uh-huh. just release one of those little bolts, and it usually takes care of them. But but uh, um, it's a pretty powerful weapon just by itself. I smithed it up. I think it was ebony. I can't remember exactly what mm-hmm. what it uses. I think it's ebony. And what sort of range will it give you? I mean, you can't, like, shoot it across the room or anything, right? It's pretty good range. I mean, I can't yeah. tell you in feet or whatever, but it's it's yeah, not, yeah. Uh, it's not a, you know, right inside the a, a, a tight circle or anything. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's decent. Cool. Um, 
but uh, but it makes a good it's a good weapon. I forget what its what its rating is right now. It's at legendary smithing, but it's it's a uh, it's pretty high. It's uh, near two hundred, I think. Oh wow, so, that's a lot of damage. Yeah, it does a lot of damage. I also have a, a uh, an ebony scimitar that I've that I've enchanted with a couple of uh, I think I used the chaos enchantment on it. In fact, mm. I use that a lot too. That's that's way up there. One of my favorites. The, yeah, it's great. It's a great enchantment. So that plus my uh, my dragon bone shield, uh, which I put health on and stuff. It's uh, I used I actually used that a fair amount too. I switched over between the two to kill Asadol. Right, because uh, the blood skull blade is a two-handed. Two-handed, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so switching back and forth, um, and then Very you nice. know, Berlina and Koznak were were taking up the. the They're slack. helping out too. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Is one of them ranged and one of them melee, or how does how does your fighting technique work between the three of you together? Yeah, Berlina is the uh, is is the mage, so and she's mostly a frost mage, so she does. Oh, all, that would work. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, and an archer when she needs to be, and then Koznak, of course, is just Koznak just wades in whenever he needs to. <laughs> bash, bash, bash. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's his, what's his favorite his line? Down. I may not be the. the uh, I forget exactly. I've heard it so many times, and I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Basically, I, I'm not good for much else, but I can sure, I can sure pack a wall up when I want to. I think that's basically <laughs> what it amounts to. <laughs> Uh, I can so, pack a wallop and yeah. drink lots of mead. Oh, and drink a lot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Colin, how did you find the battle? Yeah, I I really enjoyed it because um, you had uh, Rallis giving it all. My master uh, Azadal is coming back, and he's going to control the world. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, can he do this? And then I summoned a dragon in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is that is so cool. So, that uh, see things like that never crossed my mind to do that. Not that I have been in the Soul Cairn this playthrough, but even if I tried, I doubt I would have remembered that. Yeah, I don't, I'm with you. I don't. I don't think of stuff like that in the heat yeah. of the moment. No, I just find I, I like Dernavir is my favorite um, dragon, um, even compared to the, to the other ones. The, the fight you have him, with him is really good, and he's not, um, you know. He's got no arguments about who he is and what he is. The only reason why he, he is asking you to do this favor is because you have kicked, you've kicked his ass, and mm -hmm. you're the first to ever do so. And he was like, "Right, well, look, it's like the the followers you find in the towns, like Uthgood. You walk up, and she goes, "I'm the toughest person you're ever going to meet," and then you punch her head in, and then she's like, "All right, <laughs> fair enough. Oh, you win, okay? <laughs> you win, uh, yeah. Like I'll follow you, yeah." Sort of like you know, I didn't know anybody could do that to me. I'm gonna follow you and sort of like you know, take your your word and I'll fight at your side wherever you need, whenever you need me. And I find um, Dernavir to be like that. I don't like um, what's his name, Odavine. Yeah. Yeah. Odavine. Like I've yeah. tried calling him and he doesn't come. So uh, <laughs> on Soul's time or at all? I don't remember where I tried, but uh, he didn't. He didn't show up. So I said, screw you. Hey, Colin, have you ever tried to uh, summon Dernavir and then call Odaving? Is is that a possibility to have two dragons on your side in a battle? No, because the, um, the, the recycle's too long. It's like 300 seconds each for both of them. Okay. Uh, makes don't stay right. you, might, you might get them, but probably one will come in as the other one's leaving. And... Um, 
the summon Dernavir, is that a shout or a power? Shout. It's a shout. Okay. Yeah. It costs you. Yeah, it costs you because uh, he, he teaches you. So you have the shout where you summon him, and then when he gets there, he can teach you the new shout, which is one of my favorites as well. Is um, Soul Tear. Mm. But the whole lot, it's a real good show, but it costs you six dragon souls. Oh, six good lord. To be able, yeah, it costs you the six to be able to, well, the first three to get Dernavir to come to, um, what is it, to, to Solstime, because you have to buy all, all his words, all three of his words to summon him. Then he, he you summon him there three times, he helps you out, and then he teaches you each word once a time, and then you've got to use a dragon soul to open up each one, and then you finally get soul tear. So it's very expensive, but that it's, is very expensive. Powerful. it's a very and powerful shout. Soul tear is that basically like a soul trap type uh, shout? Yeah, it's, uh, was it? Uh, it will kill your enemy if it's if his health is low enough. It'll kill your enemy. It'll trap one of his souls and make him your thrall for sixty seconds. So he'll, he'll fight for you for sixty seconds. So it's a very powerful shout. No wonder yeah, that's really works. nice. It's cool. And after we've dispatched with Azadol, uh, you think you're done with the battle, but all of a sudden you realize, oh, crap, Rallus is still here. I have to deal with this guy now. What did you guys do in your scenarios with Rallus here at the end? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I killed him because I couldn't leave any witnesses. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have everybody knowing that I was involved in this as far as everybody else was. I don't know, it was just some foreign investor. So I had nothing to yeah. do with it. So I, I had to get rid of all the witnesses. Yeah, so I well, you have know. to protect your good name. You don't want the, the word to get out there that someone can just take 11 grand off of you and then still <laughs> live to tell the tale afterwards. Yeah, 100 in speech indeed. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Victor? Oh, I let him live always. I don't know why. I just, I, this, it's like, um, what's that other one I let live? Um, oh, Erender. Uh, but yeah, we uh, were talking about him on the Facebook page earlier right, today. Yeah. The, the guy well, I, I, I like Erender. Non-starve the, the, the not waking dreams. Whatever that quest is called, everyone is having nightmares and Dawnstar, and you have to go Dawnstar, up there to the yeah. castle on the on the hill and yep. do that whole quest with him for the uh, Skull of Corruption staff, I believe it's called. Yeah, Erender is uh, a pretty powerful guy. I mean, he's he's good. He's a good mage. He's also a pretty good warrior. So he's he's a he's a really good companion. And uh, just a little shout-out to new uh, Facebook page participant, Jeff. I think Jeff was the guy who was talking about Aaron Durr on the, That's right. uh, yeah. the Facebook page. So, hey, go. Jeff, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining up, buddy. Yeah. So, yeah, I let Rallis live because I, I kind of like Rallis. Uh, um, you know, uh, I've, I've had him as a follower on another playthrough, um, and he wasn't bad at all. He was, he, Rallis, he, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah he what goes kind back of, to the retching Netch. After you let him live, and he promises never to say anything about any of this. Just we won't. We'll just just be our secret. And, yeah, right. <laughs> and he doesn't. No, he's true to his word. Uh, and he goes and hangs out at the retching net. And if you want to go get him, you just go grab him and, and make him a follower. That's cool. Yeah. What, what's the guy sitting upstairs that you can hire in the retching net? I really like him. I had him on a playthrough for a long time once. He's the Boba Fett of of Sky. Yeah, yeah, Teldrin. Awesome. Yeah, Teldrin. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I really like that guy. I, he we he had uh, some fun with I think Poit. He followed Poit around for a good long while. Yeah, yeah he's actually a very good follower. And the Forsworn killed him. He floated down the river. Stupid Forsworn. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. misunderstood. 
Yeah. <laughs> On my uh, my Dead is Dead playthrough that we did. Uh, I don't know if it was a couple months back now that on the on the podcast I had uh, an Argonian and a follower and I'd never really started the game by going west so we we went directly to Markarth to start the game and you know the Force Warner the, you know thickest thieves out there so we they were the first people we ran into so I, that was the first set of armor that we had gotten so we were running around and you know the Force Warner armor and I thought that was really fun. Because, and it's it. You think that it's totally valueless, everything that they carry, because they never really have much gold or treasure on them. But I found the the armor to be a little better than I thought it was going to be, at least. Yeah, it's decent. It's like, uh, yeah, it's decent level armor. And and early part of the game. And we're running around pretending that we're in that clan of the cave bear movie or whatever. It looks like you're sort of like God, it's Jane sort, of, sort, of, <laughs> sort of like caveman looking clothes and stuff is really fun. I don't know. You know, we hate the Forsworn, of course everyone does, but I uh, actually enjoyed running hey, around in their armor. Speak for yourself. You love the Forsworn, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well uh, Michael will have a word with you later. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boss, but I'm gonna have to Object. <laughs> well, um, I also went with Colin, and I killed Rallis, and I actually had almost a harder time with Rallis than I did Azadol. I thought Rallis was quite a challenge as well. Did you yeah, guys he, dispatch them pretty easily, or? We, yeah, I had to back off of him when he took that first swipe at me. Yeah. Yeah, he done some serious damage, and then I found out why after I got into his inventory. Oh yeah, yep. What did we find in his inventory, Victor? There's a pickaxe there. It's a pretty powerful pickaxe, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's actually an ancient Nordic pickaxe, so you can use it to to mine the Stalrim deposits. So this makes actually I found three normal ancient Nordic pickaxes, and this would be the fourth one that I found. This playthrough was the first time I ever ran across more than one. I always thought there was just one in the game, and if you lost it, you're fucked. So don't lose the <laughs> don't lose the pickaxe, man. You just you gotta Glover. Do not give it back to Glover because he'll never let you have anything, you know. But no, there's multiple pickaxes around the game, and if you happen to lose it somehow or sell it accidentally, just do your unearth quest all the way to the end and. Take it from Rallis. And as I was reading my notes, it says you don't even have to kill him to get it. You can make him your follower and just take it off of him uh, out of his inventory. You can ask him to trade some stuff with you and just take it from him. So, yeah. yep. And Horfrost, do you remember what it does? It has some has some powers to it, if I write. It's an enchanted Nordic pickaxe. 15. It's either stamina damage or frost damage but it has a chance to freeze your opponent solid. Yes. That's very It also cool. does slow, I think, uh, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's slow. 50 points for three seconds. So, Which isn't very long, but still effective enough for you to get a couple blows in. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty, it's, it's a pretty cool yeah. weapon. And it was a, he was dual-wielding at me. What was he, did he have in his other hand? Was it just a normal pickaxe? I don't care what you think, but someone swinging two pickaxes at you at once is kind of badass. <laughs> Might not be the, the best weaponry, but you know that that dude is fucked up in the head. And he's coming at you. And you're like, oh my god, oh, double pickaxes coming at your face. 
But he was he was under the power of Azadol. It wasn't his fault. He didn't, oh, he didn't that's mean right. to do any of that stuff. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. What what was his whole thing here? Why why was he obsessed with the crypt? Why is he trying to resurrect all this? Why why is he doing all this? Is it because he's a badass? Is it because no. he you know? Yeah. So what's his problem here? He's hearing voices, and he was compelled to do it by the by the spirit of Azadol, who wanted to be released. Azadol the embittered, or whatever yeah. his name is, was talking to him in his yeah. sleep. And making him bitter and angry. <laughs> Passing on my, his embitteredness. Yeah, I thought my uh, playthrough, was, my, that quest was a little bugged to me, because I couldn't pick up the last book, the last diary. Oh. It, 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 it was there, I was looking at it, but it wouldn't like show up when oh. I was looking at it. So I was like, ah, oh, crap. Well, maybe if I phase into the room, into like the crypt, and then come back out again... It'll reappear so I can pick it up. But the minute I went into the crypt, it just came up and says, oh, locate Rallis. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to read that, I don't think, to uh, to advance the, the, the quest. Yeah, I don't think. I, I I know I hardly ever read anything. I'm not much of a reader <laughs> in-game. But, uh, Speaking of reading, there's yet another thing to do on this quest, isn't there? Oh, what do we have here? Well, you on your way out of the of the of the barrow, you come across uh, something Neloth might be interested in. Yes, a black book. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is it, Colin? Uh, Frank's journal. Yes, correct. <laughs> Frank, Frank the black book. Good old Frank. <laughs> Frank uh, the lurker. On the, on your way out, you run across uh, another pedestal with a black uh, book on it. It's, uh, Filament and filigree. Fil- filigree, yes. there it is. Yeah. Filament and filigree. Have any of you guys done any research on the, the titles of all these black books and why they're titled the way they are? Have you read, actually? Because if you open the book, uh, you can see that there's a little bit of a story there, but it disappears so quickly and sucks you into the book that you don't actually get a, a chance to read anything in the book. Have you guys gone online and, and read the actual lore, the text that's in the black books? No, I never have, actually. No, I haven't either. But they are on the UESP. I have noticed uh, just mm-hmm. flipping around. If you if you are interested in reading what the black books actually have written inside of them, you can do that. There's there's pages for the black books. Each of them have all the everything that's written out there, so you can get behind the titles and see why they're titled what they are. Um, but yeah, this the uh, filament and filigree. Of course, again, just sucks you into the apocrypha, into the Hermaeus Mora sort of black sort of dreamy, oily water, tentacle, book, hallway, everything constructed of little pages and books and little page tornadoes and the land of lurkers and seekers and yeah. all, all these good things. And the they're not sconces. What are those things on the wall that you know, fill up your magic? Oh, no, yeah, the, the fonts. The fonts of the magic. Fonts, yeah, the, the yeah. fonts of magic. And you can <clears throat> describe that are like the three delicate fingers and then one drops and a ball drops and opens a door or makes you know a, a, a set of stairs appear or a hallway connect to another place that it didn't before. But um, The Apocrypha is a pretty cool place, but at this point you know, I'm starting to be like, okay, here we go again. Apocrypha yeah, really. time. Yeah, geez. <laughs> Luckily this All one's right. pretty short. Yeah, this one was not much of a problem. I don't even remember who was in this black book. Were there lurkers or seekers or anything in here? Oh, I had both. I don't know about anybody else. Is is that a set thing? 
I don't would know. Would that be scripted that it would be the same every time? No, yeah, would you I'm have Colin? Sure Is it? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's the same every time. For uh, was okay. it, which one? Which one was this? Because I've got a few on my head. This uh, one was the one for this time. Um, the secret no, of strength, arcana, secret of protection. strength. Yeah. yeah. Secret of arcana remember. and the secret of protection. Yeah, because yeah. you've got um, the two on the stairs. That one. That was the the one where we went after Dukan, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, I believe that yeah. was last week. Well, specifically, this is the one where if where you have to stay in the light, otherwise you take damage oh, yeah, in the shadow. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah I had um, was it um, some what should we call it torches with me? Yeah, I did. Uh, did but did the, the, uh, they did. Oh, nice! Work. I didn't even think of that. Does, oh, it didn't work. I was going to ask if that actually helped. No, it did. It, it didn't work very well, so I had to use candlelight. So. Wow. Which, my candlelight actually spreads the darkness. Oh, there's this darkness that that sort of poisons you, or does. I, I'm not sure what kind of specific damage it does, but when you're going through, uh, there's these sort of floating lights above, and when you're not in the floating light, there's this sort of black mist that sort of envelops you and yeah. and does a little bit of damage, and your health will start slowly going down. Uh, I was thinking. After, of course, after I had already completed this, I was thinking back on the quest. I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if clear skies would have worked on this miss." <laughs> Did clear skies work, Colin? Did you ever try anything like that? No, I didn't. I just thought it was um, like the light in um, the Thieves Guild quest. Uh, what were you doing when you're returning the uh, the key? To what's our two nocturnal? Oh right, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the same as that. That you have to, whereas there you have to stay out of the light, or the light will hurt you. I thought this was just the reverse uh-huh. of it. The reverse of so that. I, yeah, that makes sense. I don't think it's the actual mist itself. It's just uh, magic, like light. Magic darkness hurts you. Yeah, I, I just sprinted through. Yeah, I. I'd, I was, you know, of course, trying to still buff up my stupid restorations, which I never got. So I put restoration in each hand and just kind of slowly walk through, you know, restoring as it's damaging. And I'm just like, why is this going so stupidly slow? But uh, trying to grind my restoration in the black mist, walking around super slowly going through. Because you're too good a fighter, Andrew. I guess so. You killed him too quick and easy. You don't have to heal yourself up. Um, and then um, I recently was looking through all of the, the alteration spells because that's a school I just totally ignore altogether usually um, earlier today. And I noticed there's a spell called Equilibrium. Oh, yeah, that's a bit of a nasty one. And Equilibrium is great because I would put um, <laughs> Detect Life in one hand, and that's an alteration, I believe. So it would drain all my magic down, but again, gaining skill in my alteration tree. And then since I was out of magic, I would cast Equilibrium. And what Equilibrium does, it takes your health points and converts them to Magicka. And you can kill yourself with this spell, so you need to be careful. So you go uh, Equilibrium to replenish your magic and take your health back down. And then you cast Restoration to get your health back up, and you can complete the loop again, and then you go detect life, then equilibrium, then restoration, <laughs> then detect life, equilibrium, restoration. And that's you know that was another loop I was trying to do to help sort of buff up my, my overall numbers there. But, uh, yeah, so we're in the black smoke. Anything interesting happen in Filament and Filigree, gentlemen? 
Not really. Just uh, kill a couple of lurkers, kill a couple of seekers, and read the book. Yeah, I was having a little bit of trouble with the seekers here and there. Um, then I began to realize that, oh, you just have to concentrate on one of them, because as soon as you kill the one, it'll... Because it summons another seeker, usually. Well, you have to kill the right one. You have to kill the correct one, and that'll make the one that it resurrected or conjured, that'll make that one disappear as well. Yeah. So there's no point in attacking both of them. Just concentrate on the one. Well, I just for seekers, I usually go with with archery and just hide behind something and just pop out, shoot, hide, pop yeah. out, shoot, hide. And they seem to have two different spells that they're casting at you, right? They have one that's sort of like a it looks like Aquaman, sort of like echo communication with under the yep. water, like sort of vibration in the waves, and then like a more solid one. I, I think one's probably damages magicka as well. Or stamina? What do you... I don't know. I, they, they're casting two things at you, and I'm sure one of them does one thing and the other one does the other. Probably, but I, I don't know. They just both hurt, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's that the solid one hurts me a lot more than the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. I'm not sure what kind of damage... I'm sure it does either stamina or magicka damage, the, the other one. Um, but... Uh, I, what what happens here at the end, gentlemen? We have different options here. Uh, you had the secret of strength, the secret of arcana, or the secret of protection. And let's see. It looks like the secret of strength. Uh, power attacks cost no stamina for thirty seconds. Uh, and arcana as spells cost no magicka for thirty seconds. And protection is half damage. Uh, for 30 yeah. seconds. So what, what would you guys find most useful out of those three? Uh, I think I went for no damage. Yeah, me too. Seconds. Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, if, I, if I'm <laughs> in a bind, surrounded, use that power and then... Uh... I, I mean, I take these power knowing full well that I'll never use you them because I can never remember <laughs> them. <laughs> a, and B, they're just 30 seconds. I mean, especially when you're up in the higher levels above 55 or 60, it, it, it's almost not really worth it, you know, to even remember them. <clears throat> yeah, 30 seconds seems like a, a little bit of, on the short side there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, I don't even remember which one I took, but uh, I assume it was protection as well, but it could have been Arcana, because at this point, I think I was trying to beef up my uh, destruction magic as much as possible to get my, my, you know, my fireball and my flames going for the Karstag battle later on in this episode. Yeah, right, yeah. I'm not sure which one I took. It doesn't matter because I didn't use either of them anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still have all the, um, the the stone powers. I still have all of those. I haven't used a single one of them. Yeah, neither have I. <clears throat> yeah, the, the only one I activated was the one that gives you the werebear. Uh, that's because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, and awesome. No, yeah, it, it is really cool. I've done it. I've summoned that, that little guy a few times. I really like having the werebear. It just sucks that you have to go back to it and activate it again. I just wish that it was something that you could do once a day instead of you spend it once and then you all you, you have to make a trip all the way back to the whatever stone it was and kick that yeah, stone yeah. again. And... Yeah, you'll have to buy a bed at Thirsk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're there so often. Yeah, no kidding. 
Yeah, so that brings uh, Filament and Filigree to a close, and uh, we're getting pretty close with these black books here. Are there how many are there altogether? Were there seven There's black six, books altogether? I think, right there. Are there six? I'm not. I'm not even sure. Six or seven. I know we have. Well, I know we have a few here. No, there's seven. Yeah. Did yeah. I? Gosh. But uh, speaking of black books, that'll bring us to our next uh, quest in the episode: lost knowledge. Victor, do you have any recollection of what lost knowledge was all about? Well, if I hadn't lost the knowledge, I might. But I. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> well, this one, I, it's it's three phases, isn't it? I mean, there's you, you there's three books. Um, you get out of the lost knowledge quest. Um, uh, so you can either go to the White Ridge Barrow, the Benkin. Ben Kungariki, or however you pronounce that, uh, in the Raven Rock Mine. Um, and uh, did we do sections of this, or had I just happened to have done uh, them in previous uh, playing that I've done? This one, I this time I, I did the White Ridge Barrow, which uh, mm-hmm. um, is that the Sallow Regent, or which one, which book is that? Um, Salah region, yeah, Salah region. So, yeah, that's that's the the whole crux of this quest is that it sort of gathers which books that you haven't gotten to yet. Oh, really? Oh, you sure? Or because I'm yeah. looking at the USP and it's, I mean, they're specific books, aren't they? Yes, but um, oh. we have already gone to Raven Rock. Remember? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it so I only it, there's three books that could be associated with this quest. Right, but uh, we only had to do two because in um, episode one of season two, uh, that was one of our first things was to collect the Winds of Change black That's right. book. Okay. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to put a black book in every episode. I don't think I got one in every episode, but you might have already gotten one of these books already. And the one that we had gotten was the Winds of Change out of the Raven Rock. I believe it's in the mine somewhere, right? Right. So um, the White Ridge Barrow is also the location of the, is it not, of the spider? Um, uh, Queen, yes. Well, no, the the, the, the little uh, thing you put the spider eggs in yes, or something. Yes, like that. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, I have I that written do that. down. It, it does, I didn't find this uh, labeled as such in the game anywhere, but the notes that I found on the UESP refer to that thing as the imbuing chamber. Imbuing chamber, thank you. That's what I was going for. I was trying to find. Anyway, I didn't. I did not do that this time. It was. It's. It's just. Uh, uh, I went right through to the black book. Um, yeah, and um, can you explain what the imbuing chamber does, Victor? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, well, I you, you didn't you do put, it this time, but you you put ingredients in, including uh, some of uh, you know a. a are they rubies or emeralds or, or whatever, and and something else, and you get uh, various kinds of spiders that you can then throw at, at things, which is a lot of fun at first, uh, and then becomes boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it basically looks like a really old kind of slot machine with an arm that you pull down and yeah, chugga, you chugga, chugga, cherry, pull a cherry, thing cherry. Out, yeah, and they pop yeah, but, out for you. I don't even remember what the ingredients you can put are. There's like damaged uh, spider pods. There's um, yeah, and each one you you have a different color gem. There's, there's, what, yeah, 
whenever you collect like out of egg sacks or whatever, or when you loot the bodies of uh, jumping spiders or flame spiders, they have like either spider pods or damaged spider pods or just right. these different little things. And you're collecting these the whole time, and you're like, what on earth are these for? But they're for the imbuing chamber, it turns out. Yep. So there's this one location in White Ridge Barrow where you can put different ingredients in, like the, the spider pod, and uh, you're right, it's some sort of gem, I believe, rubies, or uh, I think the flawless versions of the gems will give you you know, the more high-powered spiders. Right. And what these, these spiders pretty much act as scrolls. If I had to explain them as anything, it'd be like uh, you, know, you cast them like a scroll, but it's not like magic cast. It's like you actually literally toss a spider out. <laughs> yeah. Well, my it's favorite like the exploding a, ones. I think those are, yeah, those like are the best. Toss a, toss a grenade spider at yeah. someone. <laughs> Watch them blow up. Mine didn't work. I kept on throwing and just like sit there. Really? Did nothing. Yeah. Do they have to be triggered or something? Do you, did you just have to no, push a, a remote button? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, well, the the rubies give you the jumping fire flame spider. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I made like forty of them, <laughs> and nothing. Oh, oh that that's a waste. I'm so sorry. Uh, you have to invest like soul gems or something too, or is it just the rubies Ruby, and the yeah. spider pods? Yeah, ruby and the spinal pods, uh, spider pods. That's and it. There's no other no other ingredients you have to put in there. No, you can put uh, other stuff in like. Um, can't remember what they call it. Uh, a modifier, uh, where if you put um, salt in with a ruby, um, it gives you a, a flame cloaked spider. So the spider will go close to it and set your opponent on fire. Oh, nice! Uh, um, if you use a flawless ruby, it gives you double amount. So, like, whereas oh, you get two ruby, of them instead of one. Yeah. Well, no. You if you put in or a normal cast ruby. Yeah, you get uh, you get three if you put the ruby Ooh. in. If you put a flawless ruby in, you get six. Oh, nice. So, did you play around with those very much, Colin? Yeah, you. Uh, was it? Uh, the you said Emerald. it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, no. When I was making them, because I didn't t- test them, yeah, I was standing there making them all because I collect them all the way through the barrow. Uh huh. And um, I had all the rubies and that on me. You find loads around that cavern anyway, don't you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had to my, mostly I made the rubies. I I think uh, sapphire make um, was it frost? Shock? I think frost. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, amethyst is shock. Oh, that, and, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, was it the sapphire is frost? Yeah, and then know, the I, emeralds are poison. I think. Yeah, um, uh, but I don't know what diamonds do. Does anybody know what a diamond would do? I don't think they do anything. No, well, that's a waste of a diamond. Yeah. Well, it doesn't actually. If if it doesn't do anything, you get your stuff back. If I remember oh. correctly. Oh, yeah. that's very nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I played around with them on another on another playthrough, but I just really mm-hmm. found it was kind of again, you know, it's, it's it's the novelty, and then it wears off. Yeah. Well, last episode you were talking about maybe doing a character that doesn't use magic but only scroll-based magic, and I figured these guys, these little exploding spiders and stuff, would be would be Actually, fun yeah, addition to the scrolls. That'd that's very true. Cool. That'd be very cool. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Um, but yeah, anyway, I didn't I didn't do that this time, so I went right ahead for the uh, for the book. Um, and um, I don't remember this, but I was just glancing through the. Uh, uh, the little write-up on UESP, and it says something about the darkness being damaging in this one as well. I didn't. I don't remember noticing that. 
that's because you had your la- you were wearing your lantern. <laughs> that's oh, you're right. Maybe I was. You were because I was watching the video. Oh, that's right. You watched the, Did you watch the video? Because uh, uh, that never occurred to me. Thank you very much. Is that a mod or something? How yeah, it's a mod. I, in fact, if I had, if that had even crossed my mind, I probably wouldn't have used it. That because that's kind of maybe that's cheating. Um, I didn't even think no, of that. No, it's the same as using a torch, isn't it? Okay, yeah, same as a torch or a candlelight spell. I, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, so I'm okay. Anyway, the, that never occurred to me. Thank you, Colin. Um, but it is a beautiful. It is a really beautiful. It's probably the the, the most beautiful uh, of the of the levels of apocrypha. I think anyway. I, I I love apocrypha anyway. I know Colin hates it, but. I like its its aesthetics enough. It's my characters that keep on dying there that have And we're of course um, referring to the Sallow Regent book. Yes. Yep. Mm. Um, well, before we get to the uh, Sallow region, I, I just wanted to mention as a side note, uh, next to the imbuing chamber up there, once you go up the ramp to the imbuing chamber, if you go over on the the upper platform a little bit, there is a ladder that will take you out to Soul's Time. So right. if you do like using the imbuing chamber and having your scrolls and your spiders and stuff like that, there is a shortcut where you don't have to go back to the entryway of White Ridge Barrow. You can just go back to the you know that spot and go in and out. Uh, so you can have a shortcut to the imbuing chamber if you do like using those little spiders. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, before we get to the uh, Sallow Regent, there was one more uh, dragon priest, I believe, right? Didn't we meet someone? Uh, or, um, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Dukan. Oh, Dukan. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about Dukan. Yeah. We have Mr. Dukan, and I don't remember anything about Dukan. What, what sort of uh, was... He wasn't Frost, was he? Yeah, he, has frost, he has frost resistance because I remember bringing his mask to the Karstag battle but not actually using it. Yeah, so he yeah. must have been frost-based, right? Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. I don't remember him being quite as tough as Azadol. No, I, he, was, he was relatively easy. I think it killed him pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that in that playthrough too, Colin? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> God, it's awful. I can't remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> Um, uh, so I'll have to go back and watch my own. <laughs> yeah, own watch game. your own videos. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what most of my views are, just me watching my own videos. Yeah. I, well, I realized that the other day. I said, oh, wow, I've got 11 views. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I wait, watched, I've watched, watched this ten six times. times. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, hey, was there a, um, another word wall further in uh, after you fight Azadol? There wasn't a word wall in the last in his chamber, was there? No. There was one earlier in the in the in the episode, earlier in the battle. Yeah, that's the one where because it was underneath. Yet it was buried, wasn't it? Yeah, Except I think I picked that up earlier. I think if you get close enough to it, uh, you don't even have to wait till the last portion of it. I think I got close enough to it when it was still buried that I absorbed the the shout before the last last part of the the, the quest there. Yeah. You didn't stand in front of it and go into third person and put your hands out and turn the volume up really loud. <laughs> it's like oh, that Max Cell yeah. commercial getting blown away by the sound. <laughs> just me? All right. Just just you, buddy. Um <laughs> But when yeah, we're in the black book now after fighting Dukon. Well, actually, before that, you 
His word wall there, Dukon has a word wall there. Uh, Cyclone shout. Does anyone like Cyclone? Ever use Cyclone? Ever do anything with Cyclone? Yeah, I like used a, it, and yeah. then I didn't know what it did. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't, probably didn't use it properly. I didn't know what I did, so I went, well, what did that do? And then I used it again, and then I must have used it again wrong because I didn't know what it did. So I stopped uh-huh. using it. Yeah. I, I, I know that I read the description, but I still don't even know. I, I assume that it's some sort of variation on the Fusero Da, but instead of blowing them away, it catches them in a cyclone or something? I'm not even sure. Who knows? Yeah. I've never really used it. Uh, but after the cyclone shout, um, we'll go into the Silo Regent book. Um, Victor was stumbling around in there again with his lantern. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. That you. Uh, how does that look? What kind of mod is that? What What does that do for you? It's It's just it's a it's like carrying a torch except uh, you have your hands free instead of uh, so it just it sort of hangs on your belt either in the front or the back and and casts oh, nice. a light a sort of a pool of light around you. Um, and, That's nice. Yeah, I use that uh, as well as as a, a a mod called Predator Vision that that allowed sort of lightens things up a little bit. Um, is Predator Vision like the movie Predator, where it's like a heat-based vision? No. no. Oh, well, okay. yeah, yes, yes, it is, but it also includes a, a, a night vision section of the, of the mod, so you can use either one. Um, I use the night the night vision. That's that's cool. So, because I mean, Colin, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say that the, with the lighting mods I use and and. Uh, Normally, I'm running um, ENB as well. It makes things very, very dark, and uh, it looks great. But sometimes it, it's completely unplayable. So I, I, uh, um, I use the night vision to. to oh, this looks to awesome! But I have no idea where I'm going. Yeah, and plus, uh, when you're when you're playing when you're streaming, um, dark is very frustrating to look at when you're streaming. So I, I use uh-huh. I try to lighten things up a little bit. You know, I I play on the PS3. That's something we didn't ever go over in the introduction. But I play on the PS3, so I can't really do any modding at all. Uh, Colin plays on both. Uh, his roundtable character this time was on the Xbox 360, I believe. But he also does a little bit of modding when he plays on his other characters for PC. Or Victor definitely plays on PC and does a lot of modding with his. Um, and whenever I've watched any videos with the modding that enhance light, I just think it looks so great when, for some reason, I never thought that when I'm just playing it that the light looks all that bad. But for some reason, when you watch someone who's uh, done mods on the light textures, it just enhances the just the overall texture of the game so, so well. It looks beautiful with all the light mods. Uh, does the lantern actually accentuate the light, or does it just lets you carry basically a torch on your belt? It, it accentuates the light a little bit. It depends on the lighting mod. Uh, using, I, I use one called Enhanced Lights and Effects, um, and I'm afraid to some extent the lantern gives it a little too much of a yellow glow. What do you think, Colin? I mean, uh, is it too yellow? Yeah, the, if it, well, if, because um, I've got Argus, I've given him a torch as well. If he's got his torch out and he's not, he doesn't sense a, uh, an enemy nearby, then I just leave him and I turn my torch out. Um, if you have one torch going, it's real nice. That's all. But if you cut, I came into a room and it was just like all there, like the uh, I was doing Meridia's Beacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I came into that. the yeah. I was coming into the last pedestal room and it had 
like all loads of candles all around the last pedestal. So I had to, I turned my torch out and it's just that glowing candlelight all around the pedestal. Really yeah. quite lovely. Malcolm was kicking your ass, wasn't he? Oh, that, <laughs> I had I edited about five deaths out of that. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I was. It was it was that tough. He uh, is a toughie. I'm so, I was always. We we shouldn't be talking about that, but right now, but but he is. A, he's tough. He's he's. A, uh, as I say, yeah, he's he's he was tough when I was when he just doing the uh, the normal frost mage stuff. But I think it, it's um, higher level enemies done that to him because I uh, lost all the uh, okay, and yeah. that was oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kicked my ass a lot too. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, uh, Andrew, it's it's there's there's several different lighting mods, and uh, unfortunately, with the streaming, um, yeah. ENB doesn't work with the with the the software that I've been using to to stream, which is XSplit. Uh, it just crashes uh, if you have oh, e, no. if you have ENB running. So I've been messing around with other mods to make things look a little nicer. So, uh, um, but. Yeah. Now, Skyrim's a beautiful game and it looks great on the PS3, I think. But then you watch someone playing with mods who are doing like texture updates and stuff, and you're just like, yeah. I'm missing out big time. Yeah, I was thinking the other day. I was watching uh, one of the, uh, Michael's streams of the, the Skyrim addict, and uh, I thought, Episode wow, this, seven. Uh, what's that? Episode seven, the one that yeah. you put out. Yeah, yeah it was was really t- good. Yeah, it looked great. Um, and that's 360, right? So, yeah. Uh, uh, wow! The 360. He's using an Elgato um, uh, magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, um, Elgato makes several devices that you can use to uh, um, uh, stream screen capture, basically. Yeah. Basically, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah. Very so nice. I think he's, he's he's streaming to his PC and then using XSplit to to <laughs> load it up to YouTube. So convoluted eight-step computer process. Yeah, works pretty well. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Very nice. Yeah, he said he was going back through a lot of the old episodes and uh, putting current. I'd say he said he was going to put uh, playthrough video to the older episodes of the game, I thought he was going to go back and replay the quests that he was doing while talking about the, you know, like, episode one, I did this and this and this, so I thought he was going to go back and, and replay what he was doing and talk about, you know, actually play the things he was talking about. I thought, man, this is going to be a headache to, to sync everything up, Michael. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. but no, he uh, it worked out well for episode seven, because... Um, in, in episode 7 he was talking about going to these particular places and he actually used footage from his Iron Man character where he was actually at those places. Yeah. And yeah. it synced up quite well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, where were we there? We were, um... Salo Regent Book. We were in Salo Regent Book and, uh, at the end of it's just another trip through Apocrypha. Yeah. Uh, Victor, did you say you particularly liked Sallow Regent more than the others? Well, I just think it looks prettier than than the other ones. I think it's one of the mm-hmm. it's the nicest section, and then uh, and then you just get to the book and pick your pick your poison, as it were. You got a Seeker of Might, which improves your combat skills ten percent. You got the Seeker of or the the Seeker of Sorcery, uh, make your spells ten percent. 
Uh, enchanting also 10% better. And the Seeker of Shadows, which makes all of your stealth skills 10% better. Yep. This is one that's actually really useful, frankly, <laughs> I think. Do you go with the combat, the sorcery, or the shadows? Well, I could. Slythe could only go with one, and that's the Seeker of Might. Of course. Yeah. I chose that. Oh, and Seeker of Magic or Arcane, whatever, uh, magic spells. Cool. Did you notice a, 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 a different, definite uh, difference? Yeah, do you notice 10%? No, not really. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but um, then again, um, was it, I, I don't think I was concentrating that hard, I think. Um, I did use the, the fire spells, but um, I haven't used destruction in quite a while since I've got it to, from 100. I think it was like about three episodes back I got it to 100, so I haven't used yeah. it since then. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's your choices there. You've got the Seeker of Might, Seeker of Sorcery, and the Seeker of Shadows, each uh, basically increasing each school uh, 10% each. Um, there's another black book that we could find in this quest uh, uh, in Raven Rock called Winds of Change, but if you'd like to refer to Season 2, Episode 1, then you will know that the Winds of Change book gives you the Companion's Insight which allows you to do no damage to your followers. There's the Lover's Insight, which is 10% more damage and 10% better prices from the opposite sex when uh, dealing with merchants. And then there's the Scholar's Insight. And that one actually I think is the one I used uh, because when you uh, open up a skill book, you know, those books that you open up and then it also all of a sudden makes your skill pop up one level, uh, that does, gives you an extra skill point. So you'd get two skill points by reading your skill books with the Scholar's Insight. Do you guys just really quickly remember what you did with that, that book back from episode one of the season? Yeah, I, took, I took Lover's Insight. Oh, wow. We, we divided it up all three. That's cool. That might be the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> so that actually means that that's a useful book as well because usually there's always one clear choice about what is the actual the, the good choice for everyone. Well, so the winds of change in the Raven Rock. I, I didn't read it well enough because if I had really, really read and understood it, I would have taken the one that you took, the scholars. Insight. The skill book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds more, more useful. Uh, but uh, so get the winds of change in Raven Rock, everyone. Yeah, but haven't you found that? <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> haven't you found that you've already read all the books by the time we got there? I know Pretty much. Know. Actually, yep. you're probably right. Yeah, I found I found a lot of them already. But we that was when we were first. Uh, getting to Solstice time, basically, so I thought that there would be, oh, there's just going to be a whole other slew of skill books here to find in Solstice time. I don't think there's nearly as many skill books in Solstice time as there were on mainland Skyrim, I don't think. Uh, there was a big shelf of them somewhere in one of the um, apocryphas in one of the books. Yeah, there were at least three, right, in, on one of the end of the apocryphas. I don't even remember what skill books they were, but I remember, yeah, did, that was actually cool that you popped open at least three of them, maybe even four. Got some good skill books, and there's like a Grand Soul Gem there, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah a few Black Soul Gems, gems yeah. Um, but the last um, book that you can get for this Lost Knowledge quest, uh, as Victor's much better at pronouncing than I am, uh, Benkongariki. Yeah. Benkongariki. Benkongariki. <laughs> there you go, you got it. <laughs> 
like Kantiki, uh, only different. Yeah. Uh, Benkongariki sounds like uh, one of those jumbly Dwemer ruins to me. Um, I don't even remember. I remember is I it a Dwemer place, Colin? No, it's the... Uh, was it it's the that cave up by Saring's Watch, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, there's that dragon battle you do up by the the to get one of the shouts for um, the Skull Village guy. I forget his yeah, name. <laughs> God, I'm horrible. Storm. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, right around, one. if you go under those arches, right, just around the corner there, there's the entrance to Benkongariki. Yeah, that's where that's the cave I went in early because I went in last episode. Oh yeah. Yes, and to me, this is the most useful black book. The Untold Legends Black Book, and you battle through Benkongariki and Reeklings, right, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, uh, through Untold Legends, there were also three choices: uh, Bardic Knowledge, uh, the Black Market, and the Secret Servant. Do you guys recall what you took? Oh, I, yeah. Absolutely. I took the Dremora Merchant, um, otherwise known as Black Market. Yeah, I think that is totally useful. Colin, did I don't remember. What did you choose? Uh, yeah, I went Black Market. Black yeah. Market, too. And Michael was just in Soul's Time a few episodes ago with one of his playthroughs. And that's what reminded me of, oh, awesome, how, how useful is this Black Market guy? This is really great. And I'm still using him. Um, as we're moving out of Solstheim today, cleaning up the old Severin Manor, having a, a yard sale at the end of the day, um, he was very useful, the Dremora Merchant guy. Uh, did anyone have any adventures they wanted to get into uh, during Big Kongariki or the Untold Legends Black Book section of Apocrypha? Not really. No, Colin, no. is there anything I'm forgetting to mention in uh, White Ridge Barrow, Big Kongariki, or Raven Rock? For this loss of knowledge part? It's just like the fact that you have to go to Neloth to get the quest. Right. Yeah, you have to go to Neloth to get the quest, and then when you return to him, what does he say after you've actually recovered <laughs> the black books? What happens then? <laughs> he goes, oh, I'll just make a copy. It's far too dangerous to carry this one around with you. But no, no, you're fine. You're fine. You can handle it. You're the dragonborn. You're, you, you can handle it. You just go ahead and hang on to that, but I'll just make a... How do you think he copies it? Does he do a rubbing? How does how does Neloth copy these black books? Does he have a magic spell that he uses? Yeah, magic, probably. He's a master Telvanni wizard. He just does whatever he wants with it. He just blinks his eyes and it's right. imprinted in his brain. Don't question Neloth. <laughs> Okay. So you have to go back to Neloth, and uh, he kind of jabs you in the ribs, of course, again, because that's his favorite thing to do. But he, of course, will take all of your hard efforts and you know, put them to his benefit. He never fails to do that. So he'll make a copy of your black book and say, oh, it's too dangerous for me to have, but you just go ahead and keep that, buddy. And so that is episode 22, Lost Knowledge, basically finishing up uh, some of the black book quests there. Uh, so I think now, at this point, we have maybe six or seven. There might be one more that we need in order to get to uh, quest number 24. But before that, we have quest number 23, which is summoning Karstag. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on just a second. I'm getting a red light from our producer, fellas. It turns out that our 
endorsers are looking to get a word from our sponsors in right now. So, okay, sorry, oh. sorry, I'll, producer. I don't know if they're always on our back. Yeah. Uh, but so we'll just go ahead and take a moment to uh, get a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Summoning Carstog here in just a minute. Hello. Well, this is not the end of the roundtable, but it's the end of this week. Uh, this will be broken up into two episodes because the episode's a bit long, so uh, it'll be half this week, half next week. Uh, and to clarify how I'm doing the video, since I heard those guys talking about it, uh, I'm using the Elgato Game Capture. And actually, that I just upload the video directly to YouTube from that. I don't have to go through any other steps um, with that. Uh, I used to have an old Elgato device, actually, the... Uh, what was the old TV one that you used to get? I forget. Anyway, I used to have one of those, and you could actually hook up uh, pretty much anything to it. You could probably hook up an Atari to it and record it. So uh, that would be pretty cool. I might do that. I think a friend of mine does that. I have to get his gaming channel. Anyway, uh, the show will be back next week, the second half of the Dragonborn Civil War. Not Civil War, the Skyrim Roundtable Dragonborn finale. So... Check in then. Uh, until then, you can check out the show. Uh, search the Skyrim Attic Podcast. Well, you already got the show. Why am I telling you where to search for it? Uh, you can email either show, Podcast at gmail.com or skyrimroundtable at gmail.com. Either email will get to wherever it needs to go. Uh, check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups, Skyrim Attic Podcast. On YouTube, search Skyrim Addict and the channel should pop up. Also, if you want to look for the Civil War roundtable specific videos that Colin, myself, and whoever else may be doing, sorry about that, that's my alarm going off as Slayer, uh, you can search Skyrim roundtable Civil War and those should come up. Or if you check out the channel, those will be on there. But if you search Skyrim roundtable Civil War, we're titling all the videos that way, so hopefully it should be easy to search for and find. But that's all we got for this time. Everybody will be back again next week. And thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Who's rapping? Overkeen. Dragons are not overkeen. I'll dice them like a knife, slicing right through an aubergine. My dragon shelf flow is sweeter than a soda stream. You won't believe your eyes. I'm like an overload of dopamine. A broadsword in one hand and a magic spell in the other. I'm the last of the dragonborn. There's no other. My brother to run for cover. If you've got scales, then I'm on your tail. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.